another day, another pod. Yep. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Marissa. I'm Adam. And this is Natural, Natural Disasters. Disasters. Uh, the, sh- the show, uh, your friendly neighborhood show uh, about wine stuff. And stuff. And Spider-Man. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man wine. Spider-Man. We should add that to the bio. I'm not a huge spider. I'm not. Fan. I'm not. Oh, spider Man uh, fan. I'm not a fan of. I'm not really a big fan of spiders or Spider Man. Really People geek out about Spider Man. People. I mean, that's fine. Like, I'm not just talking about like in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm talking about or like the Tobey Maguire. You're talking about like an IRL Spider Man. I don't know about. Yeah, no, you don't know. You don't know Mr. S- uh, Spiderman. No. no, I'm talking <laughs> about um, like the co- in the real like comic book world. Yes, he's like on par with uh, Batman. I just learned last night though that he dies. Peter Parker dies. Mm-hmm. But there's tons of. Sp- I don't know. We're not we going to get into a uh, discussion I don't about know. comic books. But over over the course of the fifty or sixty years that comics have existed, and you know, uh, you have all these comic book characters. It, 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 there are multi. There, first, there's a multitude of universes. Yes. So you have. They come together in affinity. In infinity. This, no, that's all because that, that's the cinematic universe. Yeah, I, we but don't. Anyway. There's lots of different Spider-Mans, lots of different uh, Captain Americas. They're all... There's an Andrew Garfield. Yeah, there's Andrew Garfield. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, so today... Yeah, so uh, today uh, we are drinking... Oh, boy, you guys, this one's going to be a rough one. Let's just do it in an American accent. All right. La Raisin and Lange, yep. Najima, Najima, 17. I don't know that. N E D J M A. Yeah, it's 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 spelled N E D J M A, and it's a 2017. It's uh, 70% Sauvignon Blanc and 30% Chardonnay from Ardèche, um, which is in the Rhone, um, southeast France, and it's a father-son duo. I'm gonna say Giles, although it could definitely be Jill's. Just the, or Gil. Gil could Gil and Gil and Anton. Gil. Gil and Anton. Azoni. Azoni. Azoni is not does not sound French. I know, right? I I want him to say it Italian. Maybe they're Italians. I don't know. Yeah. Um, also, the 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 Sauvignon Blanc is direct press, so seventy percent of it is direct press, which means they picked it, they pressed it, and then they started fermenting it. That means no, uh, like it doesn't have any contact with the skins. It's like just straight the juice. Yeah. And it goes. Someone asked me about this on my Instagram today, actually. Um, so direct press is like just the. St- the, the just the juice, like the straight off juice. It's, yeah, it's 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 actually the word. The direct press is very descriptive. It is directly pressed, and then that is it. That's it. Yeah. Whereas a lot other wines, they'll maybe crush them, but then they're pressed li- much later. Yes. Um, and then the Chardonnay is uh, skin contact and aged with a little bit of skin contact, and that's thirty percent. So adds this like interesting you have like the freshness of the direct press but then like the texture and the weight from that chardonnay coming in i think it's really playful i really like it it's a really good wine i'm having a nice time enjoying it right now i mean um beautiful in color like cloudy i know i've described a wine like this before but cloudy sunshine guy coming on hot um not actually hot but just tasting really delicious yeah um i love that it's um it's it has just enough tropical notes like and just enough herbal notes with really i i i love the convergence of the two textures you know there is like a certain softness to it but then there's also this like grittiness to it and um i think it's really really delicious yeah it's like it's like a uh, like a rock and roll song it's like uh, like when they do like, used to do like seven or eight minute songs and i mean like a it's it's like a queen song kind of where and like you have like within that song there's like what feels like maybe two or three different songs you know what it, inside it, the song. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um, 
in Sweet Jane by the Velvet Underground when that first 30 seconds of like beautiful like yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. then turns into this whole other song. Yeah, that's but a, yeah. Maybe exactly. a cleaner transition than that, but something like that. It's yeah. really all that matters and all that you need to know is it's really fucking good and you should check it yeah, out. It's delicious. And it's delicious on its own and I bet you this would be delicious with food. Yeah. As well. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, I just realized that the cork has like this little angel on it. Oh, adorable. It's adorable. Kind of like a little cherub. Like cherub guy. Uh, um anyway. so we are speaking of cherubs. <laughs> um we decided to, to sort of talk about something that I don't know if it's controversial, but it's definitely something that I think uh, it's it's when you just start. So you start getting into wine and then the, you, you start getting a little bit of knowledge and you start realizing that this thing that we're going to talk about is sort of where you start. I feel like making decisions about wine. Yeah. Where you start going like, oh, I do like that or I don't like that. And I think it's one that, I mean, I know that it was a big one for me. Um, so I'm very stoked to be talking about oak. Yeah, we got... we got Stoked on oak. Stoked on oak. I was going to say or we not. got wood. Ooh, that's a good one too. Yeah. Um, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about oak. Possible title for the show. They're stoked on oak. Yeah. Oak, stoked on oak or we got wood. Or it could just be stoked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Any, we got wood. Yeah. yeah. Stoked we got wood. Yeah. Anyways. So we're talking about oak, and we're talking about how how is oak, because oak is a big component. I, th- I I would say, like, if grapes and the winemaking, so, like, you have, you have, you have farming, you have winemaking, oak is up there in, as far as, like, decisions you need to make on whether or not you're going to use it in your wine, and then within those decisions on whether or not you're going to use it, how you're going to use it. Yeah. Because um, I think it's really easy, and I and I, in my in my youth, um, and even now, I still like don't really like oak very much. I'm very or I'm very particular about oak. its use. Yeah, yeah, and its use. Um, but I think it's very confusing for people. So you know, to start, um, oak barrels um, are vessels for fermentation and aging of wines. Um, I mean, other other things too, like bourbon and shit. But we don't talk about that yeah. shit on this show. Listen to another podcast. Yeah, that shit called uh, Spirit Disasters. It's where we talk about our soul it sound, and that bourbon. sounds like yeah. It sounds like also too like they might be going to like try to get ghosts. But oh, then it, we're gonna it sleep fails. in a haunted house and drink bourbon. Yeah, Spirit Disasters coming <laughs> next fall. I'm in. <laughs> um, so yeah, and so oak can affect a wine in a ton of different ways. Sometimes really wonderfully, and sometimes not so much. So we'll get into that. But first, let's uh, get into some just basics about oak. Um, so I'm going to start with sort of a hypothetical. So I'm a winemaker. So let's hypothetically say that like I've never made wine with oak before or it's my first vintage or whatever. And I need to go to the oak store and I need to buy some, some barrel, the wood store, the oak store, the home depot, the cooperage, um, uh, and buy some, some stuff. I need to buy barrels. So we're going to the oak store. Yeah. We got to go to the oak store. We're on our way to the oak store. So, so when you get there, the salesman's are like, oh, hi, welcome to the oak store. How can I oak you today? And you're like, well. How can I oak you today? Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. So I was like, oh, you know, I'm looking for some barrels. I'm looking for barrels. And the, the first thing the salesman is going to ask me is, well, okay, how are you going to use the barrels? Are you going to use the barrels for fermentation? Are you going to use the barrels for aging? Are you going to do both? What, what's, the, what, what, what's the point of these vessels? And then you make your decisions in there. And then he goes, okay, well, or she or they go, um, okay, how big do you want your barrels to be? Because there's tons of different sizes. There's tons of different sizes. And she goes, do you want, you know, 
a Bordeaux barrel, which is, you know, or a Burgundy barrel. They're around. Both of them are around 60 gallons. Yeah. And then, or do you want a Hogshead, which is like a big 79, 80 gallon barrel? I don't know why I'm saying 79 or 80. It is 79. It's like, well, well there's some things say 80, some things say 79. And then there's also like Fudra is like the yeah. huge big ones that are like, they're uh, like a thousand liters, which comes out to like 260 gallons each. Yeah. Um, so they get, so you go from like what you think of like a barrel to being like barrel. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's, there's, I'm, the, what we just described is by no means. That was like literally 1% of the barrel. There are options. so many options. You have to realize every sort of, country that has or culture not even country culture yeah because like the hogshead that we mentioned for example that's like an australian that's yeah. a pretty common thing in australia where it's like the obviously the bordeaux and burgundy <laughs> Wonder strangely where they're, they're very popular in, in uh, the loire and uh the russia no yeah, uh, yeah. and then foodras <laughs> you know like i mean like the, those are like uh, when i'm in italy there's a lot of those yeah um and we're also, I should de- say, we're talking about oak specifically just because it's the most common wood used, but there but are tons, tons of, of different wood. Yeah. In California, they've used redwood. They use they use apple and cherry in some I places. I feel like I've been hearing cypress somewhere, too. They, they, there's, so there's a lot of different yes. things. So we're just... Oak we're just, is not the only wood that can be made into a barrel and then you put wine in it, but... <gasps> Whoa, shit! The only one we're going to talk about today. Yeah, sorry, Marissa I just... dropped act- and saved. All right, first, uh, that was the first spill of that the was, pod. W- welcome, you guys just listened to the very first spill. It wasn't that big of a spill. No, and it also was, actually, you, it, she like knocked it with her hand and then caught it in the same motion, kind of. It yeah, was pretty good. I'm pretty good at that sort of thing. Yeah, um, no breakage. And considering this is our 21st episode, yeah. it's actually, and how many cords and papers and shit are always on the table in LaCroix, I'm actually pretty happy that yeah. that was the first one. So And also, not to be here, cheers. Cheers. All right. <laughs> so back at it. There's so all different sizes. So let's say I'm like, all right, I want to do a, a, a Fudra and I want to get a, a, a couple of the Bordeaux barrels. And they're like, cool. You want a Fudra and you want a couple of Bordeaux barrels. Now, the next question that we kind of have to ask is, what kind of oak do you want these to be made out of? Because different types of oak impart different characteristics on wine. Yeah. So you have to think sort of... Um, I. You know, there's, I'd say the two most famous are probably American and French. Those are the ones that you sort of see advertised, I feel like. Where totally. people will be like 100% French oak. Or people will be like 100,000% American oak. Yeah. Um, and there's there's characteristics to these things that are, um, that affect a lot. Like, I know French oak is harder to work with, I believe. French oak is harder to work with, but for example, like, the it has a softer impact on the wine when you're when you're using it. Um Usually it, it's it's a bit smoother. Um, it, ha- it still has tannin, but the whole like the wine is smoother when it's in French oak um, versus let's say American oak. American oak is um, is 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 much punchier. And it's, it's, it's very American. It's very American. It's gonna hit you over the fucking head. Like if you say that you don't like oak and you're talking about like that vanilla toasty coconut, coconut. that that oak. That's American oak. It's, it's not exclusively, but it is not, majority. It's the major majority. It's American oak, and it's yeah. very, very. Um, it, and yes, it does have like a, a great creaminess to it um, that it adds, but it it, it has a, a a bigger. When um, you're thinking it, about your stepmom's uh, Chardonnay that she loves, yes, you're thinking American oak. Absolutely, and sometimes you know butter butteriness is, yeah. um, you know, like I I've been I mean. Back in my youth, I would constantly be like, I don't like big, buttery, oaky Chardonnays. But the butteriness is actually um, caused from, like, malolactic fermentation and oak together. So, um, 
you know, it's not necessarily the oak. It's not entirely the oak's fault. It's not always the oak's fault. Yeah, sometimes shit gets buttery just because of mallow, which is a whole another podcast. And then you have yeah, and then and then and then the the salesman is like, "Are you done talking? Because I have more uh, um, oaks that I need to go so through." So many oaks. <laughs> and I was like, "I know. I'm sorry. I talk way too much." Uh, um, no. Then we have Eastern European oak. So there's like Hungarian, Slovenian, Croatian, uh, Caucasian, Caucasian, which is from the Caucasus, um, Caucasus Mountains. I'm there's sure Russian. there's Russian. Yeah, no, there is Russian. I'm I mean, tons and tons and tons of different type of. Yeah, of strange that plants grow all over the world. I know. Well, Bizarre. I mean, it's strange that plants are still able to grow anywhere. That's in, true. In, in the current climate, uh, and but you know, obviously. French and American are the things that you're going to hear the most of. Another one that you're going to hear pretty often, especially in the natural wine world, um, I think, is neutral oak. Yeah. So let's. So I'm. Let's first. So so like we've just chose our oak barrel, and the guy's like, so this is a hundred percent brand new oak. It's never been used before. Do you want to toast it? Let's go into the toast, and then we'll go into the neutral. Yeah, you can do that. It's so crazy. It's like yes, let's put it in a just. Slide it right in with so next, to the, a, next to the toaster strudel. Yeah, so there's like a lot. There's a big process. We're not going to talk about like the, the the construction and building of a barrel because that shit's intense. Yeah, and I'm not really going to go into like how they need to be seasoned and whether it's outdoor or in a kiln or all that sort of stuff. This shit gets crazy. Yeah, it just gets it just gets too much. But I will talk about toasting, which is where you take. Uh, I think most famously, and I'm going to use spirits now. All Hi. right. Ooh, yeah. welcome to Spirits Disasters. This is perfect for because it's October. Oh yeah, welcome to. We s- actually should have done Spirit Disasters all month if we been smart, but. <laughs> um. Yeah. Next. Next, next time. Next year. Um. So. Uh, I don't know where I was going with this. You're talking about toasting, man. Yeah, but why was I doing a spooky ghost voice? I don't remember. It's, it's okay. You can just go into toasting and we'll just... So anyway, uh, toasting. Um, oh, I was going into bourbon because <laughs> I was spirits. Which is spooky. And bourbon, you need 100% not only new American oak, but it has to be toasted. And so though it, it, it really can bring out a lot of the flavors. And, and the toasting is something that you see also in... in um, in some wines, in, in a wine where they'll they'll toast it, and it just brings out a whole different flavor profile. If you want your wines to taste like bourbon, <laughs> then look for 100% new American toasted oak or just drink bourbon. And please don't send them to me because <laughs> I don't want my wines tasting like bourbon. But um, and then and then so that's sort of uh, that's sort of our choice of barrels. And so we're gonna we're, you know Marissa and I we're on our way to our winery with our 100% new. And I'm oak. like, hold up, hold up, we can't leave the oak store yet. Uh oh. Because yeah. um, we got to go check out the, you know, used section, sort of like a, um, you know, like a used section of a vinyl shop where there are, um, you know, records that have been owned previously that have been, you know, used by someone else. Um, there's also oak that has been used previously before. Yeah, that's my you favorite get band, it. Neutral, neutral Oak Yeah, so hotel. in those Neutral Oak Hotel. Um and yeah, so those and that's neutral oak. And what neutral oak barrels um, are are they are barrels that have been used to the point where they just really don't have any of their own like like initial flavor. Yeah, they're not imparting anymore. any of the oak characteristics. They're imparting characteristics of the vessel, which is the like the micro oxidization, which is a big part of all of this. Like the reason yeah. that people really like I, I I'm not sure if we uh, did a good enough job of explaining that, but like. Or even if we touched it on it um, yet, but like the the point of using oak, um, not only f- to add you know um, certain complexities or flavors or textures to a wine, is because well, 
and this is part of that, um, it micro-oxygenates a wine. So, you know, um, oak is porous, you know, so so the air can get through it so the, so the wine can breathe. Um, and that, you know, um, like I said, that creates in itself, you know, more or different um, flavors and characteristics and textures and things like that. So, yeah, like if you've if, if you've ever heard um, somebody talk about like topping off barrels, which is when you're adding wine into a barrel, that's already full. The reason why they're doing that is because there is evaporation that happens because they are porous things. They're not and anaerobic. The ox, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Yes, not anaerobic, like carbonic maceration sealed fucking tanks. Correct. You know, um, there's so a give and a take. There is, there is. The oak giveth and the oak taketh. Taketh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, th- so there's air, you know, and that's like a really important thing. But with neutral, so with neutral oak barrels, um, you're not getting like, like we talked about with, uh, you know, American oak, this like coconut, vanilla, creamy, like flavor profile. You're not really getting that. Instead, you're um, more or less getting just like the air flow coming through. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and 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 you know there are. Um, I think when we talk to Tracy from Donkey and Goat, and and I think there's a, a large portion of the natural wine movement that believes in this that like they don't want to use or impart new oak flavors in their wines, but they want to continue to use oak as a vessel for fermentation and for aging of their wines because there is a natural aspect to it. There is a a non, you know, you're not using plastics or steel things that are come, come through. Like major industrialization. Yeah. Um, but, and also, I think that they, you know, some people, I think this is arguable, but, you know, some people would say that wines that see oak, even neutral oak, have a finesse to them or have a. Uh, a, a we can get into that in a minute okay. because we haven't, even if we decide we want a neutral oak barrel next to the used section of oak barrels. There's a bargain section. Oh no, I don't want to go into this bargain section. I know where no you're going want, with this. No one wants. No one. I mean, of course, we don't want to go into this bargain section. But there are many, many, many large commercial producers that love. I think that there's. And uh, conven- I mean, there's probably lots of people. I think there's lots of people that use this if, method. If you go to the bargain section of the Oak Store, you're gonna find not barrels. No. Just oak chips or staves, yeah. which are like. Like basically like two by fours. Yeah, like just uh like like something that looks like it should go in yeah. your fireplace. Or I believe you can find actual like oak flavoring. Yep. Like, and like like in like an eyedropper, maybe more than an eyedropper. I think they well I guess depending on how much uh how much flavoring you want. Yeah, but that and that's and that's kind of like a scary thing though, is like that um, you know, uh wine can not I don't I don't know how often this happens in the natural wine world. I hope not very often because it doesn't seem it's not very natural to, to me. Um but you know, this is how a lot of uh you know mass produced commercial wines get an oak flavor because it's like they they're not gonna they're not gonna put their wine into like a billion, you know, fifty nine gallon barrels to get that flavor when they could just take, you know, 59 gallons of wood chips and like throw it into like, you know, these big vats of whatever and a cheap. Yeah, one like, thing I maybe we didn't hit on is how expensive oak barrels can be. Oak barrels are so fucking expensive. I think like a French oak barrel can run you like a grand. No, two grand. I think they're more than that because I was back in uh, a couple years ago, I went on a, my, my first press trip as a, as a this was before I got hired um, 
at BA, but like I got offered this press trip to Spain. And I was like, ooh, I'll take it. And it was all commercial shit and it was not a good vibe. Um, and then I also had to judge at the International Sauvignon Blanc competition. So hot. Which is basically just like speed dating, like speed tasting. And then you have like a card that you just write all the shit down. And, you know, they're all like bullshit fucking grocery store wines that like are not my thing. So I'm rating everything extremely low because that's how I am. And the woman sitting next to me was actually a oak barrel saleswoman. And so she was like, all the wines that I was like, too fucking oaky, too fucking oaky. She's like, yes. Not oaky enough. No, yeah, exactly. Like right now. Buy more oak. And she was telling me that they're like $2,500 a pop. Yeah, they're expensive. You know, they're expensive. Like they're not cheap. And like if you're getting it from like a reputable um, oak dealer, I mean, she was talking about some barrels that cost like $8,000. Yeah, I believe You know, like it's crazy. I mean, this sort of makes an interesting point, which is that the flavor of oak kind of imparts not just the flavors, but also the idea of luxury or, or, or expense, you know? Yeah. And that, that maybe those flavors have become so sort of ubiquitous in grocery store wines is because at one point in time, those flavors, if you had it in a wine, it meant the wine was really, really expensive. And, and people, even to this day, equate um, the price of something to its quality, quality which is not, not a true And thing. so if you're trying to get the flavor of, you An expensive wine. Right. But you you're, you want to charge $10 or $12 a bottle. Oak chips is the way to do it. Or oak juice or whatever. Whatever oak, oak uh, fake oak flavoring that they put in there. And I, and I guess that in some ways it's like, it's, it's what, what does that mean? Like you played yourself, you, you played yourself. Like we kind of, <laughs> we kind of played ourselves as, as consumers and like, being attracted to these really incredibly high-end, expensive wines. And then, like, so all of the cheap stuff started mimicking it, when in reality, like, the cheap stuff should have just been what it is. Yeah. Instead of people just being like, we're cheap, we're inexpensive, I should say, and we want to just be fun, accessible wine. They're like, oh, no, and they're, like, parading as as these, and uh, they're just making weird, gross shit. Yeah. But really, this kind of goes into what we are going to talk about next, which is how much oak can affect a wine. Um, you know, so oak does have its certain flavors, um, but by using it, you know, you're imparting those flavors on, on a on a wine. And so, let's take Chardonnay for example. I think that Chardonnay is what most people um, associate with like super oaky or like just oaky wines. Yeah, absolutely. Of Chardonnay. Um, maybe, especially from California, um, but. Chardonnay is such a malleable grape. Like, Chardonnay, um, you know, I, I know that when I first started drinking wine, I thought that all Chardonnay tasted like the Pillsbury Doughboys, like buttery-ass fucking piss, and, like, that was it. Like, right, it you just, thought that was the characteristic that, of, of Chardonnay. Of Chardonnay. And I did not realize that that was the characteristic of how much it was being oaked. And with a grape like with Chardonnay that is very malleable, you know, you can have a super, like, you can have a Rombauer that's, like, fucking just oaky yeah. as fuck. Or a, or a butternut. That's actually yeah. the name of a wine. Yeah. Butternut. <laughs> but then you can also have Chablis, which, like... Butter nut. <laughs> Sorry. Squash. No, um... <laughs> And then you have something like Chablis, you know, which is also Chardonnay, but it's all done in stainless steel, yeah. you know, and and um and and that so it's a completely different take on Chardonnay. And so it, some prosom is so mad right now because they're like, that's not true, but 
Why is it, why is that not true? Because there are some you can make Chablis that that's I don't want to get into it. I'm just saying. Well, fuck you can you. Make, you can make some Chardonnay that's like super ripe. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah of yeah. course you can make super. Okay, of course you can make super ripe Chardonnay in Chablis or wherever, regardless of the vessel that you have it in. But like in terms of the general conversation that we're having right now, I know. Sorry, I shouldn't have brought it up. It's fine. I just was mad at Chad. That's my imaginary psalm that listens to this podcast Chad. and gets mad at me every time I say something. Yeah, it's it, it's the psalm inside you. It's the psalm inside me. That's, the psalm inside you is... Whoa, is that the name of my autobiography yes. when I'm old? Yeah. Adam Varvoulis. The, the psalm inside me. Yeah, I love that, actually. Um, so, you know, oak is a really big deal because oak has... Um, it, it really can take over a wine or it can enhance a wine. Like, depending on the type of grape, depending on the type of oak, depending on how the winemaker uses it, the amount of time it spends in oak and all of that really affects a wine's flavor profile. Yeah, I think that even like doing making a decision whether you're going to ferment in oak or you're not going to ferment in oak can make a difference or whether or not even if you're going to age in neutral oak. I like all of these things like oak oak plays a much bigger role in our lives as wine consumers than just whether or not it tastes like buttered popcorn or tastes like toasted coconut. Yeah, I was going to say what's the Hawaiian tropic. Yeah, yeah, like uh uh, fucking like that big pineapple. Yeah, but that's, that's more just like no, that's suntan lotion. Oh, wine tropic. Yeah, the 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 oil. The yeah, yeah, oil. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like. I, I think that when so I, this this all came about. I think sort of because we were talking about like when people are like, I'll drink. You know, like I, th- I feel like as consumers, we're becoming more educated and we're becoming more evolved. But with that, there also becomes this thing where people walk in somewhere and they're like. I want to drink X, Y, and Z, and within that X, Y, and Z, they're always like, no, oh. And I, and, I, and I said earlier, and I'll say it again, like, I am really fucking particular about oak. Like, there was a long time where I did not like oak at all, particularly American oak. I'm not a fan of American oak. Um, I think that it is extremely... I like I have I have a I have a love hate relationship with oak because it is so easy for a wine for oak to overtake a wine's yeah, other characteristics. And for me, a great wine has to have three things. One it has to taste like where it's from, it has a taste of a place, it has a taste of fruit, and it has a taste of a winemaker. And those three things need to be in balance. And I consider oak a part of that third thing. Like uh, that's a choice made by the winemaker, right? But if that choice, if no, I the, thought it was terroir. Terroir is the first I'm one joking. where I said the place. I'm joking. I was trying to avoid the word. <laughs> Anyways, terroir, fruit, and winemaker, right? So the winemakers, if the winemaker's decision to use oak overpowers the two other decisions or like the two other things, then that's a that's a to me that's a faulty wine. If I can, I can only taste oak, if I can only taste American oak, like just like like you know a toasty, coconutty, buttery, fucking you know, vanilla bomb, that's not good. Like, to me, that is a bad, faulty wine, and I don't like that. And I I need to be able to, like, oak should elevate something. Like, you know, for example, I just I, I just had a Pinot Noir, another grape that is, you know, fragile and, and malleable and, and um, lovely. Um, you know, and a little bit of oak, just a little bit of French oak, goes a very long way with Pinot Noir. And it can be balanced and beautiful and elegant and taste great. But if that same wine had been in, you know, American oak, you know, for an extended period of time, I wouldn't have gotten that. Yeah, that all you would have tasted like bourbon to me. That's exactly. what, like eventually just I would rather drink bourbon personally. I love bourbon, but I'm I'm 
I don't mind bourbon. I mean, um, I kind of get in trouble when I drink bourbon, so. Fight. Get, get in fist fights. No, yeah, Pulls I mean, out her six-shooter. I, 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 it's like I'm either fighting or fucking, like, or both. <laughs> um, uh, I was also wanted to bring up also with Oak where you get in trouble, where, or I think sort of where some, is there's also a, a concept, you, you were talking about sort of the winemaker and terroir, and, like, there are there are people that keep oak barrels for many, 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 many years. Yeah. Especially the big ones. And they'll use them for like, you know, the whole generation, yeah. like their whole family. And there are some people, and it's not a myth, there's truth to it, but microorganisms, it can, it, microbial life and activity can live, you know, inside, you know, think of like well, wet Well, that's wood. like when we talk about native yeast. Yeah. You know, there's native yeast that are in those barrels. Yeah. And so, like, there is an aspect of using this. And then there's some people that say, like, you can get an infection. Like, I've heard of stories of, of, of you know, bretomyces just overtaking and them having to get rid of all of these barrels that they've had for generations and, then and all that stuff. they sell them to the Loire? I'm kidding. <laughs> or, you know, I don't know about mouse. I've never heard about mouse, like, overtaking a, a winery. Or we've talked about it in our other podcast about cork taint, TCA taking over a winery and you having to get rid of everything. Um so, you know, there is there is this sort of, if you're going to be using oak in your winery, and I'm talking about neutral oak, and you're going to use it for, you know, 10, 15 years, there's risks involved with that as well, which are microbial infections or whatever. It's it's a very complicated idea and, and, and process, but... I would I, I I think that it's it's a, the oak is an integral an integral integral part of winemaking ultimately. It really is. Or wood barrels, but oak oak barrels really. I think I, I think overall like wood barrels because you know there are like for example in um, Lazio in Italy you know they use like cherry wood you know and they have like there's only like one dude that's out there right now still like making them by hand like yeah. the way that they used to and and that you know is an an important tradition of that region you know. I think that barrels um, play a huge role in wine, but oak is the one I think that is is most not controversial. I don't want to say that, but is I think it's the least understood. I think you're right though. I've never heard anyone be like, "This wine is too chestnutty." Yeah, no one says that. And chestnut is a is a wood that's used. It might be like second. And to it, it, but it also might be that we just don't like we aren't our palates aren't trained. Are trained up on to it. taste chestnut wood? Yeah. Chestnut. Chest, how come I feel uncomfortable saying chestnut wood? Maybe but it is chestnut also in Lazio. I'm pretty sure it's cherry wood, but I, I could be wrong on that. And if I am, I like I've never been like oh, this. This wine is this got way too much pine. No one would ever use pine. I don't think anyone would use pine. <laughs> that would be like way too much. Like that would actually. No, like I, they do it. They use pine resin in ret. Retsina in Greece. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. Most of the time, you know, oak is the one that everyone's talking about. And oak is something that we all hold on to, myself included. Like I said, I'm I'm extremely um, sensitive to it. I'm very sensitive to it. I'm very critical of it because I think it is so easy to do it wrong. And um, I don't like it. Is it like auto-tune? It's like anything, you know. I, th- it's like too much of anything. Too much of anything. That's why I'm saying that I consider it a flaw or a fault if that's all I can taste yeah. in it. Just like, you know, a, a, a little bit of Bretomyces can bring out really lovely brambly blackberry notes in a wine from the Loire, but too much of Bretomyces just tastes like a fucking bready shit pile. It's, yeah, it tastes like you're eating horse shit. Yeah, drinking horse just shit. like, you know, a little bit of oak on the right Pinot Noir can taste very, very elegant, but too much. Yeah. And it tastes like just like a... Overdone, like you're, like you're licking a seventy-year-old man on vacation in Cabo. Yeah, it's just like you know, it's it's it, it, so it's to me, oak is, oak is, um, it it just needs to be something done that's 
like anything, I think with all the choices that winemakers make, I think that oak is something that needs to be chosen to do with responsibility, like with a sense of responsibility and integrity to the wine. Yeah. You know, instead of like, for example, just throwing a bunch of oak chips in a fucking, you know, vat of wine just because you want it to taste oaky. Like, that's not intention. Like, that's just like, I got to sell an oaky wine, which I guess is in itself an intention. But, you know, I, I hope that the wines, or I like wines where I can taste why the oak is used and how it makes the wine better versus it distracting from the wine because well, that's the issue. Interesting because the wine we're drinking is a direct press fresh Sauvignon Blanc and then they added a percentage of skin contact wine. And I feel like it's like the almost, we've had this discussion about skin contact wines. I almost think it's like the right, dis- like you I think wrote an article called Skin Contact <laughs> is the New Oak. Yeah, uh, um, no, I, I wrote, last year I wrote an article that um, said that, um, um, oc- um, oxidation. O- oxidation is the new oak. So I think that in some ways, like it's there. There's I mean, some truth. It's like how well I love the idea of using like a little oxidative wine or a little bit of skin contact wine into a fresher wine. Yeah. To like add to, this, to, but it's to create balance and like yeah. just to explain like that article for those of you that probably did not read it um, because I had I was like please let me write this article and everyone's like no one's gonna read that article I was like I am. Um, and then I read it every day. No, I'm kidding. Um, but basically, my argument was that there was, you know, and maybe we've gone over this before, but like oxidation, you know, it creates a certain like um, baked apple pie sort of quality in a wine. You know, they become like very appley. Baked apples, like, yeah. is, the, is the main thing. Baked apples, pears, um, very like one note. Yeah, they're kind of they can become one noted. And if there's if a wine receives too much oxygen, it becomes this one noted baked apple thing. And like at the time I wrote that article, it was because I'd had a petite men saying from California and a Sauvignon Blanc from the Loire that tasted exactly the fucking same because they both were over. You know, oxygenated. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I oxidized. Oxidized. There we go. There we go. It's hard to remember all the different. Yeah, uh, no words. Uh, They're a hell of a thing. Wordy words. Uh, um. Yeah. So, and the same thing goes with oak. Yeah. And that's why I said that like oxidation is the new oak because like oak can overpower something. Oxidation can overpower something. Bretomyces can overpower. You know, you want a wine to be in balance, and so like the wine that we're having today. Um, is a great balance. It, yeah. it shows. It shows. Um, a, a, I think a very forward thinking in terms of. Um, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, and I think all of this to say, you know, that it like oak really depends. Like every like honestly, every fucking thing in natural wine, it all comes down to the winemaker and what they decide to do. You know, a winemaker can choose has so many choices from the from the vineyard to the cellar to bottling all of these things that make a difference in a wine and you know oak is the same like it, it, so i guess the moral uh, that i guess i think the point that we would like to say too or like what i'd like this to come to we would is that like don't write off oak entirely yeah don't don't ubiquitously walk into a, your wine local wine store and be like no oak I'm never going to drink a wine with oak. Because there's so many different types of oak and so many ways that oak can be used. And it can be nuanced and beautiful and, 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 and graceful. And it can also be super fucking overpowering and shitty. And I would say, though, if you're walking into the right wine shops or restaurants, you don't have to worry so much that they're going to pour you something that sees 100% new American oak. Because yeah. there's really no natural winemakers that I know of that use 
No. The, that flavor profile of 100% new oak in anything. There might exist, but my, my, my mind is, is not able to It's um, going to become that thing in like two that. years. Everyone's going to be doing it. They're going to be like, you know what? What haven't we done in natural wine? <laughs> 100% new American oak. Pet that. Yeah. Um, you know, but but even for me, you know, as someone, you know, ugh, excuse me. Um, even as someone as myself, such as myself, wow. All right, um, coming back from that. Woo. Me as Marissa. Me as Marissa. Uh, you know, if I go into a restaurant, for example, I'm talking to like a sommelier and they're asking me, you know, questions. Um, I don't say I don't like oak. You know, don't. I, I. I would say, definitely speak your piece if you have an issue with oak. Like I do have an issue with American oak. I don't like it. Yeah. I even have a problem with some French oak. Like I, if it's overdone, I don't like it. So I think the way to talk about those things, though, is to say, you know. Instead of saying, I don't want anything oaked and, like, doing it across the board. Yeah, no oak. I want no oak. Everything out of fucking stainless. <laughs> yeah, which is, I mean, I wouldn't blame you. But um, <laughs> um, but I I would say the a better way to go about it is to explain what you don't like about certain aspects of oak. You could be like, I'm looking for X, Y, Z. Not the biggest fan of very vanilla oaked wines. Yeah, I don't, you know, like, exactly. Use, like, use these other terms, like, Toasted, vanilla, creamy, buttery, um, um, you know, uh, coconutty. Spices, cinnamon. Cinnamon, baking, yeah, because baking spice is another one. Like, use the, um, use adjectives um, to describe what you don't like about something versus just, like, writing it off completely. Or saying, I, I hear this a lot, I, I, or I used to hear this, is I don't like Chardonnay, going back to what we were talking well, about I earlier. Well, I swore that I would never drink Chardonnay. Yeah, yeah. And now I, I very there's, much enjoy Chardonnay. Yeah, there's Chardonnay in the wine we're drinking right now. I know, and but, I mean, if there's there was. I think they got taken down by now because it was, like, 10 years ago. But there was definitely a video of me drinking Chardonnay, reviewing it, being like, I fucking hate Chardonnay. You'll never catch me drinking Chardonnay. Chardonnay's the fucking worst. But that was because like I hadn't drank enough Chardonnay to understand that that variety is so um, is is truly very malleable to to different fermentation styles and like what the winemaker does with it, you know. And now I I drink a lot of I mean I, I mean I drink a lot of Chardonnay now. I enjoy yeah. it, but it's because I know that I don't like super. American oaked. But there was a Chardonnay. time, I'm sure, where you would go into a restaurant and they would be like, "What are you looking for?" And be like, no "Not oak. Chardonnay." Not Chardonnay. Definitely not. I definitely. And I now mean, I don't think that that's a, as much as an issue, right? No, I I like Chardonnay now, but that's because I've exposed myself to enough Chardonnay because I've gotten over my oak bullshit. You know, like I wrote off Chardonnay because I didn't like th- what they were doing with it with this uh, with yeah. the insane amounts of American oak or wood chips, and that's why I wrote it off. Whereas like once I started drinking like Chablis or like you know um, uh, Chardonnay from Alsace or like even like. Um, this week, you know, I opened up um, the Octavon, like, yeah. Mima, like, Chardonnay that from I've had. Jura, like, yeah. From the Jura, that I've had three of that is not even, like, a Jura Chardonnay. Like, it's not, like, it's not oxidized. It's, like, I mean, it might be a little bit, but it's, like, a very fresh, beautiful take. You know, so writing, you know, so you just, it just goes to show. And I have, like, a thing in my book about this, about, like, this anecdote of, like, you can't write off a varietal and you can't write off a certain fermentation style because you just don't know how a winemaker is going to use it and how, like, it may it may change your entire view on something, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And, and yeah, so um, don't think also that, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Not all Chardonnay sucks. Not all oak sucks. Use I want to be like, the life lesson is don't be a judgmental asshole. 
But it's not being a judgmental asshole if like your only experience with Chardonnay, for example, or your only experience with oak is like these shitty wines. Yeah, no, that's true. And you know, like that's it, true. It's that's something true. that like, but that's why I'm saying. That's why we're saying. You know, like don't write, don't write these things off because the more you try, like the more you learn, like what you do and you don't like, and maybe you still don't like. You know, I like I said, I still don't really like American oak. I don't like it. I'm I, I'm not a fan. It's fair. It's fair. I'm not. I I just. I'm sorry. I don't. And like, but I. You know what? But it's my job to like continue, to continue to try it when it's given to me. Yeah. Um. But you know, I know that. But I know that because I've had so many wines that are oaked now because I stopped saying, I don't like oaky wines or I don't like oaked wines. And I learned that I like Chardonnay only because I stopped saying I don't drink Chardonnay based on this very small sliver of Chardonnays that I had had. You know. Yeah. Open your minds, sheeple. Just try things, and I know it's like. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's I don't know. I don't know. Sheeple is such a. St- I was that was that was I was making a in joke. your in your uh, in your in your uh, parody Ramones yeah in your own shirt sheeple yeah I'm trying to be punk over here with your fucking <laughs> tattoos and shit. I don't think you're sheeple. I think that people. I think that people. I'm not. I was using sheeple as a joke. I think sheeple is a very funny thing that like. It just reminds me of can't hardly wait. Fake. Uh, it was before the word woke existed. It was like not allowed to use that word. I didn't. I, be careful. I'm just saying. Be careful. I read an article today in the New York Times that was saying that the only people that use the word woke are um are college educated white people. It was. Uh, I'm gonna say no comment on this. It was, it was, it was, a, it's a very good article. It should, I feel like people should read it. It's uh, in the New York Times, anyway. Anyways, um, point of this is that um, this wine that we're drinking is really fucking good. Um, and also to, you know, be open to oak. Yeah. Be open to Chardonnay. Be open to things. Of course, trust your palate and trust your taste. If you don't like something, you don't like it, but be open to it. Be 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 open, and I know that sometimes that's hard because it costs money to be open to things. You know, like you're, you're open. right. It's there's nothing worse than buying a bottle of wine and then not liking it. But that's not true. There's a lot that's worse. There's a lot that's worse, and also too, what you gain from that is like you can then broaden your you either broaden your mind or you also can like narrow narrow down like what you do and don't like and you can articulate those things better like in my book i have a thing where i'm like buy two bottles of chardonnay buy one that's oaked and buy one that's stainless and then like compare the two you know and like see you know and like see what you do and also don't don't like about those things and just because you find out somebody uses oak also doesn't mean that they're using oak in the way that you think they're they could be using nothing but neutral oak they could be using really old barrels they could be using fudras we didn't really get into how like when a barrel is larger and all that stuff but there's a lot of there's a lot of but what we're saying is that just just, yeah it's uh it's be open-minded to it and get stoked on oak (laughs) stoked on oak all right i think that's it is that it yeah i think that's good all right goodbye bye